Hello and welcome to Flux Bros episode six. Oh, Flux Cast. <laughs> Good start. Right. Okay, I'm going to start again. I'm going to start again. And welcome to Flux Cast episode six. <laughs> Not Flux, Flux Bros. Yeah, six. It yeah, is six. episode yeah. six. There we go. Halfway We're through. Halfway through our first yeah. series. Yeah. Um, how are you finding it so far, the old pod tin? It's been fun, hasn't it? It's been uh, cool hearing people listen to it that I wasn't expecting. We've been getting a good good uh, sort of reach good, of it. Yeah. It's been, been fun. Yeah, yeah. One, one, one constant across all of the podcasts is yeah. a lot of people love the theme. Yeah. And speaking of themes, who do we have here today? It's Tom One, the composer of our... Hey guys, yeah. <laughs> Hello. Excellent. Great segue. Composer of our fantastic uh, theme. So how are you doing, Tom? You all right? Yeah, everything's good. Things, things are nice. Nice, bright, sunny days. Uh, mm. Lots of new music happening. Lots of events I've seen starting to kind of kick up now. Um I don't know whether you guys have seen anything like on your on your socials and stuff, but lots of obviously the venues opening. Yeah, so it's all good, all good stuff to see. So yeah. yeah, happy days. So run us through, Tom. What 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 do you do for a living? Like you know, what what are you up to nowadays? We've well, done a few shoots so, for you. So what, yeah. what have they all been? Yeah, what have they yeah. all been for? Yeah. So I mean, I guess really, I. I, I when people ask that question, I just sort of say freelance, freelance musician, uh, just because I cover a lot of different things. So obviously, yes, Tom, Tom one is my, uh, my DJ, uh, alias. And, um, you know, I'm, a, I'm an electronic music house music producer, and that's what goes under Tom one, uh, obviously work with other artists as well, um, on, on their tunes. Um, but then the flip side to that, obviously I'm a teacher as well. So I, I teach in schools, I teach privately, I teach piano and, uh, and drum kit. Oh, so cool. that's like, uh, that's, that's like the, I guess that's probably the money earner really. Cause you kind of like do your music, don't you? And you're like, everyone listen to my music and they're like, yeah, cool. You know, like you can't really yeah. earn any money from it. And also given that, that we've had, uh, the, the lockdowns and stuff, there's been absolutely no live music events. So, um, yeah. so I've fallen back on my, on my music teaching, which has, uh, been a lot of zoom calls certainly. And, um, you know, the odd face to face lesson when we've been allowed. Um, but, uh, yeah. And obviously, um, as you mentioned about the theme tune, I'm a composer as well. So I've uh, obviously write, write little jingles, bits of music, but I've over the last few years, I've had a few commissions. Uh, I've had uh, I've written a musical back in 2017 that was done at the New Theatre Royal in Portsmouth. Um, off the back of that, had a uh, another commission which was uh, performed and premiered at the Royal Albert Hall in uh, I think April 2018. So it was a little uh, mini sort of musical about the world and pollution. And given that we just had Earth Day, it's pretty you yeah. know. Pretty Topical. Um, and then I've had some other orchestral commissions and stuff from that. So, you know, I've got a, a sort of broad spectrum of things that I do. Obviously, most of the stuff you'll see, especially on social media, is all the DJ based stuff. Yeah. Um, which is obviously, you know, it's, it's all about building that uh, brand and that presence. Um, whereas the, the composer things, are, it's a little bit more uh, behind the scenes, so to speak. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much, pretty much me. God, um, busy. Yeah. Yeah. Musicians a little bit easier to say. 
Yeah. No, that's class. I didn't know that you did a musical. That's really cool. Yeah, that was that's pretty yeah. cool. That's musical. Like, how did you get going with that? Um, so the musical was a uh, Hampshire Music Service Commission. Um, so uh, before I went fully freelance, I used to have a teaching job with the, with the music service as a drum kit teacher. Um, but having lived in Hampshire all my life, obviously they know me and the music service anyway and knew that I was a composer. So, um, yeah, originally I was just going in as the musical director, just, just to go in and rehearse the cast and the band, put it all together with the director and the writer. Um, but it turned out that whilst, uh, they, they, they had this, um, musical whilst what they thought was complete was was far from it <laughs> and uh there were you know there were songs there that were written by the 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 guy who was originally kind of commissioned just to write some songs for it um and then I came into the, into the picture just to piece it together but the uh the writer had all of these um bits of dialogue and all these different scenes and it's like well there's no music for that and this doesn't add up to what you've written here and 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 I think it was uh clearly a sort of miscommunication between the commissioners, the writer and the composer as to what the job was. Um, and having had some musical theatre experience myself anyway, whilst at university and with um, British Youth Music Theatre, um, I kind of came in and went, guys, there's, there's a lot missing here. <laughs> we, we, and we've got the show on in three months. And they're like, oh, <laughs> Can oh, you the... fix it? <laughs> so I went from musical director just to sort of rehearse it to, can you fix this and uh, and put put everything else together and like redo this and and so I ended up sort of basically rewriting half the show and using some of the songs from the original chap and uh, redoing songs because they didn't fit. It's one of those things like with a new musical, you have to it has to be, you know, you write it maybe you and the writer, but as soon as you get into that. Uh, um, you know, rehearsal and the development side of it, you have to be prepared to throw things away and yeah. to change things. And I think that was that wasn't on the cards for them until they got in the rehearsal room and realised that oh, we need we need a lot. So that's like I say, that's how I kind of got into that one, fell into it more or less. Yeah. Um, yeah. But because it did so well, um, that's when me and the writer then got the the Royal Albert Hall. Um, a commission again that was part of that it was a Hampshire Music Service run concert um, but yeah we, we were commissioned for that and and uh, worked with uh, worked with Sarah Sarah Parrish um, the actor Sarah Parrish on the on the show it was sort of she narrated yeah. it and, and all that kind of thing so oh, I love yeah, that I feel like it's one of those things you fall into like yeah rather than like you set out in your life just to go yeah I'm gonna be a musical theatre composer like just, yeah, you just fall into things. No, it's so, really yeah. it's really interesting because like I think we've spoken about it a little bit on Fluxcast before, and we've we've definitely realised it whilst freelancing. But a lot of the best things come from adapting to situations mm. and sort of absolutely. Um, you know, if, if something yeah. goes wrong, it's really like uh, shifting to prepare with that sort of scenario, and it's really worked out for you. And I think that's definitely a thing that you need in your career anyone's career going yeah, forward is any, it's that to ability any freelancer, to any musician anyone listening to this you know it's it's one of those things where quite often a problem is also a solution and an opportunity sort of disguised so you know say yes to it you know i could have walked away from that going oh and this is all a mess um yeah but actually if you you go oh this is this could be this could be quite good and obviously it, it you know not every time it's going to work out in that in that way but but um 
yeah absolutely like and, and you guys probably have the same thing sort of with photography and stuff you know something goes wrong or someone cancels and then you end up with a different model or a different agent and then all of a sudden that leads down a path and it's because yeah. you've taken that that opportunity and seen it as an opportunity rather than rather than a problem yeah definitely, no, definitely. i know like an example for me um, when we did one of the Ricknick productions, which we've talked about many times, but the person that I got oh, into good old Ricknick. You know classic, you know yeah, of that? course you. We've we've all done it, haven't we? Have we all we've done it? We've all done, done it. Tom did it. Which one were you in, uh, Tom? Um, my first one was Singing in the Rain. Uh-huh. I did that. I, that was that was. I was seventeen, I think, when I did that, and um, so yeah, ten years ago. Oh, wow. I was percussion. I was in the band, yeah. and then the following year, I was the MD for Thoroughly Modern Millie. And then I think I was a sailor for Anything Goes when they did it. Well, it's like I got roped in to be like one of these cameo roles. Like, look, oh, we're, we're like, about that. we don't have any chorus, so you basically have to dress up as everything. Yeah, and I was like, so that's, that's a classic. That's a classic of Great. them. It's just they haven't got enough then, roles for guys. Yeah, rope them in. Yeah. Rope them in. Yeah, but I, yeah, had I was to, like, I'm not going to do it anymore. I'm not going to do it. Like, and then you get a phone call, don't you? Like, Tom, yeah. you, uh, you know Ritnick's on now. I'm like, yes, what do you want? Yeah. And it happened again for guys and dolls um because i think kathy was md for that one and then i got a message either from her or from i think it was lottie who was assistant mm. and like tom uh you know you play drums and it's like yeah i know where this one's going <laughs> yeah do you need a drummer yeah. yeah it's like when's the show next week okay yeah. so <laughs> oh, i mean God. i yeah, think cause... you were in that one weren't you matt were you in guys and dolls? Sure. i was in no. guys and dolls yeah but i yeah. think it was for uh, West Side Story I was producing as well and the person okay. who was doing the programme dropped out so oh, I then gosh, had to pick yeah. up the programme and oh, do it but that man. taught me a lot about graphic design and missing then, the bit you know, where you only had a week as well to do that so. yeah yeah I only had a week to do that mate it was an absolute shocker but it's a good thing <laughs> you know it, it, when bad things it happen it's like, adapting same problem to opportunity isn't it like yeah. and you learn so much as well like in those like sort of situations dealing with like yourself like emotions other people yeah. like you know problem solving being uh, efficient with it got to crack and, uh, on and we've all been doing that yeah, the past absolutely. year haven't we yeah how have you adapted then to COVID? I know you said a little bit about online teaching, oh, but... Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, to say it's been a, a, a bit of a shocker of a year is an understatement in the music world. Um, it's uh, It's been tough. Um, many people like me fell through the, the cracks with the government schemes and things. So we had all of our work taken away and and then we were rev- like refused any um, financial help um, just because of the way the system was set up, which was pretty dire. But as I said, um, I managed to move my teach. I have my teaching anyway, I managed to move that all online um, and, uh, you know, got myself back into some schools because obviously they were open for the first first term so you know I had that teaching um and then yeah I guess really um that's that probably like that covers the the financial side I guess that really obviously that the the massive effect is that the, the live gigs and being able to perform and and doing all those things so a lot of it went on to um on to doing live streams so I ended up becoming part of a, an amazing community of DJs on Twitch. Um, and That's we would cool. do uh, what, what's called a raid train um, on Twitch. If anyone isn't familiar, you can, once you've finished your stream, you can take everyone on your stream and yourself over to somebody else's 
um, and it was what's called a raid. Um, so what, what we would do is we would set up some set times across the day and into the night between however many DJs. I think the longest one we did was uh, over 12 hours long, sort of 12 plus DJs or whatever. And you start start with one and they go live and then they raid to the next one and then you raid to the next one. And then you just, you know, you, you can, it's a rabbit hole really with Twitch. So that that covered the performing aspect. Um, but also I've made some, some brilliant new contacts, some new friends and stuff through that, which, you know, is what would happen naturally anyway as we're doing you know festival season at performances at gigs yeah um and then obviously instagram has been an absolute uh, sort of godsend really because um you know from from releasing music over from last summer uh, i've networked with lots of other amazing djs and producers um and you know remixed remix for them so uh yeah and and, and making uh, record label contacts getting getting loads of i've had i've written so much music and has so much music signed uh, as well like over this time which i'd never thought would happen in a million years you know to think you know if i thought you know, look back a good few years ago like two three years ago i think you know oh, i'm never gonna no one's gonna sign my music and all of a sudden i've got music on on a variety of of record labels so it's it's um you know, like, like I say, in terms of adapting to it, it's like going, well, well, what have I got at my disposal? I can still write my music here and I've got Instagram and actually no one's doing anything. So everyone's on their phone. So they'll mm, see my message yeah. and I can network and they'll actually like get back to me. And, and that's what, um, that's what I found over this sort of years is, it's been a brilliant time to get on people like bigger, bigger producers radars. So they kind of know, who you are, like, you know, and, and, uh, and you're a name that they p- perhaps sort of recognize now. Whereas if we were cracking on as we used, uh, usually were, um, everyone's, you know, mad busy with diaries, like f- overflowing with yeah, dates yeah. and all sorts of things and, and labels and producers, DJs, all, all sorts, you know, they're, they're not, they don't have time for the little guys, so to speak. You know, yeah. it's like they, 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 they kind of get brushed aside because it's not necessarily a priority. But as soon as we have all this time, um, you know, people have time to actually go, oh, who is this? But let me just check this out. Or, and, yeah. um, no, yeah, it's so great. It's been, it's been, whilst it's been very, very difficult, the music community have really joined together, especially the DJ community as well. In, over Instagram and Twitch and everyone's just supporting each other, bigging each other up, pushing each other's music. Um, lots of collaborations as well. Like, so I've got loads of stuff coming out um, and collaborating um, o- over this summer and beyond. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, I've, I've been talking ages. So what about you guys? How have right. you guys like uh, adapted and found yeah. just, you know, yourselves like... Are you going to say something? Well, I was going to say that like... Um, it's kind of been a good reset for the industry, hasn't it, really? Like, because I actually kind of like with what I'm doing, like for me, like I haven't been doing gigs for ages because I haven't been in a band, but joining a band again recently myself and you're looking at how like all the venues are trying to adapt and this sort of roadmap going on. Um, you're kind of, I find a lot of the smaller acts are getting far more attention. You're seeing on Radio 1, um, is there, oh, I forget her name now, but there's a lot of, smaller artists that are like doing quite well on social media that mm-hmm. the radio's taking up and giving opportunities that they wouldn't have done before because a lot of the bigger acts would have been dominating the 
A-list or B-list. Absolutely. Mm. Yeah. It's sort Absolutely. of giving everyone a bit more time to be sort of creative. And I, yeah. you know, this, this podcast we might not have done if it was, I know we had plans for it yeah. before, but sort of. You needed that quiet to yeah, actually get the, on and yeah, do it. Yeah, the time of us not having any work, like the last, the last shoot we had in person was for you, Tom, I yeah. think it was. Back in yeah. back in October, yeah, when we did photos uh, for you, yeah. was it? Oh, is it February? Was it February? Or was it October? I think it was October, it was mate. It was a long time it ago. It was October because it was just before that November one. Because I spent the November lockdown just getting through the edits. Yeah, so yeah. it was a long, oh, yeah, absolutely a long oh, old days. time. Yeah, wasn't it? Was I know <laughs> it's still all times <laughs> no just merging together. It's, like it's, it's crazy. Weird. I haven't told you this. The other day when I was scrolling through Instagram, I got a targeted ad of you <laughs> pop up. Yeah. I was like, hang on, that's, yeah. that's Tom there. Um, yeah, do you want to talk us through that, how that came about? Oh, absolutely. All right. So, um, yeah, so um, uh, basically one of my uh, one of my m- mentors uh, is a chap called Damien Keyes. Um, he mm-hmm. created Brighton Institute Modern Music. Um, so... He, I, I'm, I'm part of his, uh, music business school. Um, you know, I saw, I saw him way back when he's actually started out. Uh, you know, you look at him now and he's got, you know, thousands, thousands of followers and things, but I, I was there when he had like 500 on likes on Facebook <laughs> and went to Chichester college just to see what he had to say. Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant guy. Um, but he, he's all about, uh, music marketing for the independent musician, uh, and, and strongly believes, you know, whilst labels ha- have their, have their place, they're becoming less relevant because actually as a musician, uh, you have have all the tools at your disposal um, to do it yourself. So I've learned over, again, like we were just talking, we've all had got this time now to learn things, to do things, you know, take some time out, you know, personal days, look after yourself, but also plenty of time to to learn some new skills and stuff. And um, yeah, so the basically I've come up with a load of ads again I'm, these are not my ideas, this is just, this is the framework that Damien has, has given us. Um, and Honestly, it's brilliant. So, um, do you know which ad it was that you saw? Was, oh, it, was it of me? It's the one of you coming out of the door and you're like, oh, yes. hey, hey, stop, stop what you're doing. Oh, I haven't seen that. <laughs> it's yes. brilliant. Oh. It's good. And, and then it's yeah, loads I've of footage a- of you DJing come up yeah, and, absolutely. yeah it's I cool had, so i've had a few friends like screenshot it as well and gone oh mate this is awesome so basically what uh, what is this called is it, it's called a signpost ad so too many too many times um and you guys probably get it as well you just see bands or musicians and they literally they'll have an instagram ads and it's like go and listen to my song and you're like who are you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Who you are. So the whole idea is that you, you create what is called a, a signpost ad, which is like that. So it gets people's attention to look and then it's got, um, I think that the tune on there whilst I'm doing all the DJing is actually the tune that's coming out in about three weeks time now. But basically, yeah, you get their attention. You just go like, hi, I'm, you know, I'm, t- if you like this kind of music, play some of the music. And it's like, look, hi, I'm Tom One. I'm a, I'm a DJ and producer. If you like this sort of stuff, you swipe up and you swipe up, it will take me to, to my Instagram page where they can hit follow. And it's just like that, that, that that's, that's the first step. And it's, it's like any, um, you know, sort of human interaction like you know you wouldn't just run up to someone and 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 put headphones on them in the street and go listen to my song you know you'd introduce yourself you get to know people and and then and then you'd be like oh by the way i got this tune oh yeah i'll listen to your tune so that's the first step and then the second uh ads that i have 
uh, are all targeted to people who engage with my Instagram page and you can create an audience on the Facebook business manager for, to target those people who have engaged in some way with your Instagram. And then you do a swipe up campaign again, linking them to your song on Spotify, usually like with the music video or, or whatever, you know, yeah. whatever video you create. Yeah, create no, I that. mean, yeah. And, um, obviously. It. So it gets people into your ecosystem mm. and then you look after them and you're not, you know, you're not just throwing stuff in people's face. You're giving them the option going like, hello, I'm Tom, come and join me if you're interested. And then you yeah. target people who are actually interested rather than just wasting money on loads of ads to people who just go, I don't even know you, like leave me alone. <laughs> no, see, even if I didn't, if, if I didn't know you, it would have still caught my attention mm. you know it was it was yeah so i like that sort of ad. you're obviously into your house music or electronic music <laughs> oh which yeah is, mate. Uh, why absolutely love it <laughs> which is absolutely love it which is um, why you got targeted <laughs> yeah clearly I, I must interact with you quite a lot on this social yeah. you need to i don't know if you've oh, seen it to, you I haven't I seen it, it but do you yeah. know how it's performed so far tom well the advert itself yeah um, I, I don't know off the top of my head because a, a lot of the time you just sort of leave these things running. Yeah, yeah, um, of course. With a, with a sort of yeah. end date, you know, mm. just not to worry. But I, you know, since I started doing this, I had, um, I'm, uh, I was on just over 3,000 followers or something on my Instagram. I'm now on 3,175-ish last time I looked. Um, yeah. So I've gone up nearly 200 followers just by doing this um uh ad campaign to get people into my instagram and again if i look through the the engagement and stuff as well uh, in terms of people seeing and liking posts and stuff it's slowly going up so it all does work it's just a time thing you know like you know patience yeah, yeah. Um, patience with it but um yeah, and it's very low cost. You know, I think I run that at about three pounds a day. I mean, like people spend more on on a, on a coffee, <laughs> like so. You yeah. know, and this yeah, is Tim investing does. in your career <laughs> as well. Like so. Yeah, that's like, class. Yeah, that's 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 the way to look at it, really. Yeah, mate. Yeah, it's honestly, definitely. yeah, it's proper good. And it's again, it's probably something you wouldn't have really got that much into if it wasn't for COVID. You know, you've had this time to really plan on how you market yeah, and yourself it's, and it's having the time to actually create the content as well you know like I've, I've been able to write music and go uh, you know I'm, I'm basically doing a song or like a new tune every month really is my goal um because you know to keep keep up that engagement and things and yeah. you just you can just keep rolling it out and like you say yeah we, we've had this time now to yeah to do that and to kind of get on top of things as well so you know i've got loads of tunes in the in sort of the backlog really so I, stuff i'm writing now it won't be heard until probably the end of this year so things are already lined up that's really cool um, that's so, good you know you keep you keep sort of you don't want to go too far ahead um because you want to keep things relevant but you know you keep yourself sort of fairly um stocked up on on content and uh and music music's fine it's to be honest it's, it's probably the photos and stuff which have been a little bit more difficult to keep on top of mm. um obviously getting in shoots and stuff uh is is something that you know you want to do fairly regularly you could get some decent sort of professional photos but obviously because we've all been shut shut away and stuff uh you know it's been hard to go even just to grab a friend and say, look, here's my phone, just grab some shots for me. Cause yeah. ooh, no, you, you know, you can't, you can't be too near someone or you can't meet up with people or whatever it's going to be. Um, so, uh, I think that's, that's like the next, the, the next stage really is to try and get, 
get the, get photos and stuff up up to scratch and maybe get a haircut and look <laughs> same well. I, you've probably been wondering why, why my hood's up <laughs> my yeah. hair is shocking at the moment I've got one yeah. booked in tomorrow I, know, right? I can't I've wait I've been waiting for the uh, for the, the madness to die down because I mean mm. I think certainly that the, the barbers like in um, in Vicious Wharton they were just like queuing down the road <laughs> in the Oldsford and people were there like my friend was saying that like, they were queuing up in Oldsford uh, and it's like a Turkish barbers I think so everyone was going there and um, my mate was having his hair done and uh, and one of the one of the barbers came in with about two crates of Red Bull and just handed them out to all the lads it's like, <laughs> I love right, that. we're going to be here for a long time like, we're not going to oh get gosh. a break off we go guys <laughs> that's close here though. we go mm. that's good I'm, I, I mean yeah. you know about this Tim but on Saturday I went to a sale at St Mary's right oh, so yeah. I'm a Saints fan which is shit for me um, but, <laughs> so they be top of the league now the others are out yeah well yeah that's not happening anymore oh, no, times have changed oh. um, very quickly. But yeah, the queue was around the stadium. So I queued on Saturday for two hours to get in mm-hmm. for this clearance wow. sale. But I was like, COVID, I've got nothing else to do. Why not? Yeah. But yeah, haircut. Yeah, fair play. Booking in a haircut, I think. Get that done. ASAP. Yeah. Tom, what, what do you have in store for the future then? What, so, um, what you got? Well, yeah, lots, lots going on. So I guess like, uh, like I was just saying in terms of music, um, so the next release is on the 13th of May, uh, and that's a tune that's coming out on play records. Um, and then I've got another one towards the end of May and now, and then I'm just working out the sort of the program from June onwards. Um, so lots of new music certainly coming away, but I think the biggest thing is, is perhaps, uh, my move to London now yeah. Yeah. Is, is the new, is the new thing. Um, so get, like I was saying, like a lot of the work I was doing was either just sort of gigging work and teaching. Uh, I love the teaching, uh, it, it, it is great, but it's not a necessarily a forever thing. And, um, over this year I've reflected on, on what I, what I'm doing. And, um, you know, like, like I'm, I'm, I'm up here writing tunes hours on end, you know, or producing, uh, producing the music for the little folk trio Barefoot Bishops as well. Um, and, and, uh, I was like, this is, this, this is what I should be doing. Um, so I, I, uh, was very fortunate to be offered a place at Abbey Road Institute. So I'll be studying at, at um, Abbey Road and also Angel Studios as well, which they've just uh, oh, nice. they've just bought. So, so I'll will be between be, the two. Will that focus on composition or production or a bit of both? It's a, yeah, it's a sound engineering and production course. So the focus is mainly um, being the guy behind the big desk and actually nice. knowing what you're doing rather than just posing for a photo, which is yeah, probably all yeah. I can do at the moment. <laughs> um, so it's so it's on that, but they they want uh, the people that they accept on the course have to be obviously proficient musicians and and uh, you know so that you can all you know work together and maybe write stuff together. Um, again, you can record whatever you want. Um, so they're obviously focused on the the actual sound. Uh, the sound engineering, the production skills, rather than the song necessarily. But every everyone, as, as far as talking to you know the campus manager and everyone on the course, that everyone's sort of well established artists. Um, but I count myself quite fortunate, really, that I've got my own music. I've got the folk trio, uh, and I'm also in a uh, a little sort of five piece band as well that we've just started up. Um, nice. After 
two years of talking about it. Let's actually do it. Yeah. So, so I've got plenty of stuff to record. Uh, plus, you know, obviously there's loads of other musicians, musicians on the course and things. Um, but yeah, so I'll be heading over to London. Um, I've got my place now already over in, uh, in Stratford. So oh, nice. Stratford's lovely. East side, East London. And um, yeah, then I'll be yeah moving down sort of end of May with the course uh, starting on the 21st of June now. They've moved it back just to be in line with the, the government's roadmap and stuff. So yeah. it makes sense to start on the 21st rather than on the 1st. So we can crack on with class and recording and good times. So, Lovely. Yeah. That's, that's exciting. pretty yeah. much what it is. Yeah. I'm- that's what's going on. What would be your advice to people who want to get into the music industry, want to start up their social media profile, get people listening to their stuff? What, what would your advice be? I think um, the first thing to do is just to start, to actually do it. You know, I think we're so numbers orientated nowadays. Um, and actually, you know, I would rather have 50 fans who listen to every one of my tunes a hundred times than having, um, you know, 50,000 fans with half of them not really know, knowing what I'm doing and maybe not listening to music. You know, it's, it's that kind of, it's that kind of thing. Yeah. So don't focus on the numbers, just start and just start putting music out there. Um, one of my first tunes, um, yeah, All I Need Is You, uh, which I did with uh, an old college friend, um, Georgie, who who sang on the on the track. I wrote that song in 2014 uh, whilst I was at university and I just didn't release it. I kept, like, you know, faffing around with it on the Logic Project and, you know, oh, it's not quite right, it's not this and that's that, and, you know, and then released it. Um, and, yeah, I got a good response. I got onto BBC Radio Solent on the Introducing, on introducing Show. Um, but that was sort of it. And I, I think I would, in my head, I was like, this is going to be a life-changing song. And actually, in reality, it's not. And I was like, why have I waited five years to release this song when I could have released it already? I could have started releasing music in 2014 rather mm. than waiting till 2019, 2020. You know, with all that time. Um, so that's the first thing is just to start, you know, releasing your tunes be consistent and be consistent for a long time because ultimately it's the consistency that counts and you will get better uh, each tune that you release and I've had a few friends of mine say oh yeah I really like that new song you did Tom like sounds really like I can hear your production getting better each time and actually people like that you know I think everyone musicians have a habit of being trying to be perfect it's that whole you know perfectionism and and it's it's a massive killer because it just stops you you get worried you go oh is this good enough is this that is the other you know if you like it if you love your song like you should be releasing stuff because you like it yeah. not because you want um necessarily you want the, the fame or you know you want uh, the numbers or anything like that you just write music that that speaks to you um and I've always lived by this little, uh, like uh, I had an interview with Annie Mack and Calvin Harris and, and, and Calvin Harris said, he's like, you know, if I like it, there's going to be at least one other person in the world who likes it. So put it out there, you know, and, and, you know, sure, sure there is a, a quality control thing, you know, you don't want to be necessarily you know, releasing that GCSE violin quartet you did that's a bit, yeah, a bit rubbish with space. <laughs> just on the recorder, just shredding you know the I mean? recorder. Yeah, yeah. But like, 
you know, obviously compare it to what's going on, but you know, as long as like it, it sounds, you know, it, it fits and it sounds good. Um, you know, it's, uh, you, you go for it. Um, it's a bit like, uh, the producer Sophie, like, I mean, listening to, to, uh, all of that music is, is mad, absolutely crazy. And, and you just think, wow, like this is, this is insane and doesn't fit anywhere, mm, but it's yeah. brilliant at the yeah. same time. So it's, it's one, you know, just go for it. Like, and, 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 uh, and put it out there and then be, um, consistent and, um, and enjoy the, enjoy the journey and, 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 and love what you do. Cause ultimately if you don't love it, like it's not going to be sustainable. Yeah. Um, you yeah. Know, you'll just be forcing yourself to do something you hate and what's the point? Yeah. Mate, that's, that's great advice. Yeah, that's, that's really, that's, that's, that's a nice way to end. And this interview, I think, yeah, um, definitely. how can people find you as well, by the way, Tom, what, what are your socials? Um, so all of my socials are at Tom one DJ. Um, and, it's not the number one it's uh o-n-e lots of people ask yeah. that and they're like they they type in tom like with the number one i'm like no 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 it's like, so yeah at tom one dj um i'm mostly on um instagram is basically where i am so you know come and get me come and get me there um you know if you want to watch some live streams on twitch and stuff it's the same tom one dj and obviously um Give me a follow on on Spotify. You can find me Tom One, and um, you know hit hit the follow button so that when all the new music comes out, it will just drop straight into your release radar playlist and all of that kind of stuff. So yeah. you'll be first to first to hear. But yeah, if you day to day stuff, I'm all um, all over the Instagram and things. So yeah. yeah. Oh, amazing! Thank you so much for yeah, chatting to fantastic. us, mate. Fantastic. Yeah, it was great having a good chat with uh, Tom. Um, definitely yeah. give him a follow uh, when you can. Check out his music, check out his uh, Twitch streams. Um, but yeah, Matt, how, how's your week been? How, how have you been since the last episode? Um, been quite a what's my week been? Interesting week with football, hasn't it? And uh, a lot well, of things the, that you follow, like we yeah, kind of I mean, touched that's on. Off, you know, um, the, the only point I want to touch on with footballers, Saints are still shit. <laughs> Um, and it was a surprise we're potentially when we're not going to get relegated and that's very fortunate but how about you Tim how's your week been mate Uh, got a haircut yeah that's all been good (laughs) yeah Yeah, I booked mine in like as soon as we could so that was I was straight on with that Um, but yeah not really much been work's been getting back to usual kind of we've got our uh, got a photo shoot booked in for next week so we'll be doing a bit more photography work finally you'll see that up on our instagram so that'd be quite cool yeah um but yeah just kind of we've been selling a few prints i've been doing that over the last couple weeks yeah if you want to see any of the prints tim's selling head over to any of our social accounts yeah Um, selling them on etsy you can buy it from we have the link on flux and yeah go go take a look and see if you like anything but um no it's great to hear from tom i think that was some great advice that he um gave to anyone listening and it's really interesting to see how he continues to evolve as a musician and a teacher and it'll be great to see where he heads in the future he's a yeah, he's a great guy. He's a good guy to work with as well. And yeah, not to for, not to forget that he was also the guy that came up with our theme tune as well. And he's done a banger, cracking job with that. Banger. Um, yeah, I mean, we we hope to get a few more guests in, don't we? Like a few Definitely. previous clients. We've got a few mm. people. We've got a couple of people up. lined up. Yeah, yeah, I think the next. Do you know what the next second half of this podcast season? I think is going to be very good, very yeah. interesting. There's going to be a lot of different new people. I love just. 
I think it's, it was a great thing just then chatting to Tom because it offers a different perspective on, you know, freelancing and anyone who might be listening, it could give them some different advice because we talk a lot about videography and photography. Um, so it's it's always good to hear from different people, Definitely. isn't it? And about their their ideas on how to advertise and what they're doing um, to really improve their portfolio and get more people interacting with their stuff. And it's, it's good to hear from Tom. I think that was some great advice about advertising on Instagram stories in particular. Yeah, We've done a bit of really that. really good. Um, yeah, you'll have to keep an eye out to see if that pops up for you, actually. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, it popped up like yesterday, but yeah, it was good, good to chat to him. Um, hopefully we do a Q&A soon. Well, it's in the pipeline, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, I think we're thinking, aren't we? Um, we'll do a few more guest uh, ones, have a Q&A. Yeah. Maybe the final episode we might combine with the Q&A and just like chat a bit of shit, really. Yeah, yeah. Have a good... Yeah. It's a final, final episode. As always, as oh, always. Yeah, of course. Um, but yeah, we'll... We'll plan that and then, you know, next couple of weeks yeah. we'll have a new podcast out. So, yeah, I've been yeah, Matt. I've been Tim. And cheers for listening to Fluxcast. We'll see you on the Flux side. <laughs> stop. You need to stop, stop with this. You need All to right. stop with it. <laughs> it's never going to happen. <laughs>